0: Welcome to the Inside Out Style Podcast with Imogen Lamport, your scientist of style. Each episode, you'll get real-world style advice for women of every size, shape, and age. And now, here's Imogen.
1: Hi, I'm Imogen Lamport from Inside Out Style
0: and Your Type of Style. And I'm Jill Chivers from Shop Your Wardrobe and also from Your Type of Style. And we're talking today about this concept of being over underdressed. It's such an interesting question to ask women when it comes to their style. If you had to pick being overdressed or underdressed, either for a specific event or just in general, which one would you choose? Or if it was a continuum, which direction would you lean in? can't sit on the fence. You have to pick one side or the other. And it's really intriguing to think about that. I know um, a couple of women, they're twins. They run a styling business in Sydney. They're Miss Grey, they are. And they say their tagline is always overdressed. And they, that is their whole ethos towards style. It is always about stepping it up, which when you look at their style, they don't have this itemised, but you can, you can see it. They do a lot of animal print, which is how they came to my attention. But there's heels um there's there's nothing that's very stretchy uh you know no yoga pants or anything else of that sort there's a structure to it a lot of dresses skirts things are belted always accessorized their grooming is off the charts to me it would take hours to achieve that look that probably would find the process but that's actually it's it's not just a preference it's a way of life to be overdressed, they've built their business around being overdressed. It's so fascinating when you think about which one would I I choose? Would I I go down one end or the other? Or would I just, if I had to, would I just lean one way or the other?
1: It's interesting, isn't it? Because I know I'm an overdressed girl and I think you're an overdressed girl too. Um, And do you think there is a, what do you think between overdressed and undressed? And if there's a psychological type that's more likely to be underdressed or overdressed.
0: I think it's the last letter I do. I think that that actually informs it, um, whether you have J or P, uh, I I believe that has something to do with it. Um, And I think we also have to be careful that we are not putting a value judgment. There There is no overdressed is better, underdressed is worse or the reverse. This is not about some sense of right or wrong. And also, I think our our terms of, you know, and we'll talk about this as the video goes on, what do we mean when we say overdressed or underdressed? Uh, But to me, when I I think about uh, overdressed, you know, uh, quality, I think I lean in that direction of J because it has that sense of um, structure to it. It has that sense of um, order to it, often a sense of... um, some sort of boundaries, different SJs to NJs, so that it shows up differently, but there's a sense of a container into which style goes. Um, our ESTJ Style News um, actually said in our interview for the report that if she went to an event where she was underdressed, she would want to leave. And that's really, really interesting, because some of our p-types when we were interviewing them wasn't even a factor like oh wow I would have to be prompted I would have to be given like an index card to think about <laughs> am I how am I in relation to other people it just doesn't even come up and if I happen to notice that I was out of step I would just think it was funny or I would think it was quirky or I would think it was something other than an, uh, um a need to leave this event now I think that's significant I really do I think if The thought of being out of step with what everyone else is dressing in this overdressed, underdressed thing forces you to go home. I think that's a big thing.
1: That's interesting because I'm also thinking about people I know and, you know, who I experienced in their style. And I certainly know, and it's probably FPs, um, NFPs in particular, but also SFPs who would rather be overdressed than underdressed. Mm-hmm. Because I think that that being stylish is probably something that they value, and given that mm-hmm. FP is related around what they value. Now there'll be other ones who don't care, but the ones mm-hmm. I know, because of course we're in the style world, and that they would much rather be overdressed than underdressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, so so that's where I kind of go, and I think there's probably you know even more nuance than just to, you know J or P. And yeah. I probably know some, uh, maybe T uh, TJs, maybe STJ, or potentially some NTJs who'd rather be underdressed um, mm-hmm. because they don't, you know, they don't value what um, you know they they don't want to stand out, and mm-hmm. they feel that getting being overdressed is standing out and somehow negative.
0: Yeah.
1: and yeah, I think, Interesting. So. Yeah, so this is where I think it's a really, you know, kind of where well, you might go, oh, pretty much most SFJs will want to be over, you know, overdressed and underdressed. Mm-hmm. But then I think then it starts to come with, the, you know, the SFPs is how much do they value
0: style mm-hmm. versus wow. individuality? You know, our ISFP Style Muse talked about setting style challenges herself for the week just to amuse herself. Yeah, you know, she would choose a particular label. There's a, a label in Australia called Dog Star, um, which do terrific pants and it's all yeah. a bit creative for me. And she would wear dog star for the week to work. Nobody else knew, unless they, yeah. you know, knew what dog star was, but it just amused her and she was looking to amuse herself. She wasn't it wasn't looking to start a conversation with anybody. She didn't especially care whether anybody noticed it or not. She's happy to discuss it, but it, it wasn't a priority for her. It was just for her. It's just her own um, sense of workiness. Um, and, and, and I think that that's, that's a, a hallmark of our FPs is that sense of internal values. And, of course, we know INFPs who, and ISFPs who have a high value for style. It matters a lot to them. And, of course, there are others that it, it really isn't a priority at all. And, in fact, they would probably say I think it's a bit self-absorbed. Um, to focus too much on style there are other much more important things in life than this and of course that's all the hallmarks of INFP they can be one of the hardest um, style types to pick out because their internal values are, are so unique and personal to them and how they manifest is is a you know that a reflection of that it can be hard to, to see because they can look so different to one another.
1: Yeah, I know. So some of the INFPs I know would be the most overdressed people in the room. Um, You know, they would be standing out the most. They would have put so much time and effort and energy into their outfits because that's something they value highly. Um, Yes, and I know others who would like go. No, I'd never. You know, it's the cause is more important. Whatever is my cause is way more important than what I'm wearing. Um, Excellent. And certainly yeah. NTPs, I would say, are probably less likely to be the overdressed people in the room. I would say there's probably more NTPs who are the underdressed. Um, yeah. NTJs, more likely overdressed than underdressed. And I think part of that is that that the TJ being about being more effective and being aware of what we're communicating, thinking about, well, I want to be putting my best foot forward. Yeah. So best foot forward is often a sign of I'd rather be overdressed than underdressed, I would think.
0: And the other thing even about the terms underdressed and overdressed, to me, they're not vacuum terms. They're, they're not, uh, here's a concept that's sitting out all on its own. To me, it's, it's a in relationship to, that's, that's how I experience it. You might have a different definition, which would be fascinating to hear. But for me, it's always um, how am I in relation to others? Um, that to me is the only way I can tell if I'm overdressed or underdressed, is looking at how other people are dressed. And of course, it can be a hard thing to gauge if you're going to an event you've never been to and you don't know much about them. Um, but to, to me, that's what's also fascinating about it. And as someone who values relationships, connections, harmony, that, that is a big factor for me. And we've talked about this before, the idea of how, how do you be overdressed you know, in a casual environment, which is where I live. But the other component for me is how do you be overdressed and not be out of step? Because being out of step, is bad for me. I don't want to be out of step. I I don't mind having something that's different to everybody else, just so long as it doesn't separate me from the crowd in a bad way.
1: Yeah, that's fascinating, isn't it? Because out of step is different from, uh, you know, out of touch or, Mm. out, you know, like having that overdressed but still appropriate and Mm. still works for the environment. It's just a level up on the average person, yeah. Um, but yeah. it's not. I'm. You're not wandering down the street in a ball gown.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm. I'm not. How, how do. You, how do you think about overdressed and underdressed as as terms or a continuum? Like what, what's I, up For you, very much. It's a well because I think it has to be related to
1: what is the norm in mm-hmm. some way. So what is the average person at the thing wearing? So mm-hmm. it's a, you know because. You know, somebody might look at me and go, gee, you're overdressed for just working at home by yourself.
0: Right. Right.
1: (laughs) There's nobody else here. It's me and the dogs. (laughs) But to me, it's not overdressed because it's, um, it makes me feel like the best version of me.
0: Yeah.
1: Now they might go, well, why get out of active wear? Nobody's seeing you. It really doesn't matter. But I know I perform better in myself when I feel good in what I'm wearing.
0: But I also think you often take a daily outfit photo. Um, So you have a really good library of photos to illustrate your blog posts. The other thing is you are often on Zooms or doing things online you are recording videos, you were doing Facebook Lives, you are doing Q&As. Um, like we were discussing um, a couple of videos back, uh, you know, you get a call in the morning, can you have an, a, a meeting online this afternoon so you don't have to go through the whole, oh, I've got to, you know, up everything to, to do this. So whilst you're physically alone, you're not. You, you are surrounded by um, either relationships that are in an electronic form or communication tools that you're going to use like photographs or videos that are going to go out into the world and reach people and touch people so that's all part of the environment even though if we were just looking at a video of you you are in your beautiful light field studio with you and the dogs that's what yeah. we see that's not all that's going on that's yeah. what
1: I think there is but there are also are days where I'm can't be bothered to take an outfit photo I am not actually I've got no zooms organized I'm not going to make a Facebook live like I'm basically not going to be seen but I will still get dressed Mm -hmm. Um, so it is that sort of thing where there's days I can I can have no contact with the outside world Uh, maybe though part of it is the I'm it's the be prepared of the J type that goes who knows that somebody might contact me and want to have a zoom and and i am prepared i don't have to then run around and go oh i'm gonna go put something on and (laughs) so there may be something in my type in that way that has got that just always be prepared to be appropriate i remember talking to my dad about the way he dresses so my dad i think has istj preferences and he's always been you know well-dressed never in an overstated way like but you know he's in his mid-80s now and he's retired but all his life he would wear you know he had his work suit and his work dress shirts and then his weekend was an old pair of suit pants that were no longer good enough to go to work but not bad by any means and an old dress shirt just without the tie that was his weekend clothes now he also does bushwalking and woodworking and his bushwalking and woodworking clothes were the older versions that were no longer appropriate for just going out on the weekend and shopping and stuff they were you know demoted again um so he basically just demoted his work clothes gradually down the line until they became bushwalking and then when they got two threads there for that they went in the bin something else was demoted something new came in to the top spot and i did ask him about his style at one stage he goes he just said you just want to be appropriate all the time. and You don't have to think about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, our ISTJ style muse, we actually have called it the appropriate style. So we did it after ESTJ, which I was almost sure we would use the word appropriate for ESTJ. Um, but the word that kept coming up for ESTJ was more around balance and proportion. And the ISTJ just took the idea of appropriateness to a whole new level. I didn't even think was possible after interviewing our ESTJ. And it just was so central to their sense of style, actually scratched that, their sense of themselves, Uh, just a real identity piece. And that story that you're telling about your dad, um, I think just illustrates that beautifully. And also, I think it's a wonderful illustration of when you can see that this is a natural part of how you have come into the world and how you're approaching the world. Because so many of us, have gathered these negative messages about who we are and that we're either this or that, we're, 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 we're boring, we're too predictable or we're too unpredictable, we're too spontaneous or whatever it is, pick any word after two and we've all gathered some of those. And it can be wonderful, freeing and enlightening just to let some of that go recognize that yes it's there there are you know twos and fro's and blind spots that go with gifts but that who we are naturally are is a gift to the world and a gift to ourselves and is a is wonderful um you know when we can see it in terms that drop the judgment yeah
1: and i think and it's so important to think about overdressed and underdress as a continuum because mm-hmm. I, I certainly know from talking to say at istj client where She'd rather be overdressed, but this far overdressed, not this far overdressed. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, I'd be a lot, rather be a touch better than over the top. So I don't want to stand out, but I'd rather not be underdressed because I'd feel very uncomfortable if mm. I came looking not dressed appropriately. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's really interesting. So, you know, we'd be fascinated to you know. It's like, where do you sit on the overdressed and underdressed continuum? Um, yeah how far from you know that kind of the the what is perfectly dressed I don't know what that is anyway but it is thinking about that where you know like because there are definitely people I've talked to who go oh you know anytime I'd rather be underdressed than overdressed you know mm. and in fact they will you know and this is where you, you, I've been to weddings and like and I'm thinking these people they've not even got it feels like they've not even tried to get dressed at all for this wedding it's almost it's like, like they were washing the car
0: and looked at the clock and said oh there's a wedding on sure. let's go oh, yeah
1: it was just like the everyday pair of jeans and t-shirt sort of thing where you just yeah. like go well that that's we've not put any thought in and they're still very comfortable in that environment where you or i would be very uncomfortable if we would turned up in that um
0: at that Indeed. interestingly i was reading frankie which is an arty crafty sustainable style, specifically geared towards people in their 20s. I was at the hairdressers, I might say. And they had four different kinds of weddings. And one of them was literally called the Hills Hoist Wedding. It was, Hills Hoist is an Australian invention. It's a washing line. And they, they you know, I didn't want to spend any money. They, they didn't send out invitations. They just texted people, you know, be, be, be over at our place at 2 o'clock on Saturday. And they were both wearing Vans um you know sneakers hers were a step up from his they were leopard print Um, you know he was wearing a flannelette shirt um you know they they literally I think they got uber Eats to to cater and it was their perfect wedding they just absolutely loved and there was a few shots and it really was like you expected somebody to turn up you know with a shovel and a wheelbarrow maybe we'll do a little bit of weeding in the in the garden (laughs) while we're all out here you know, having having the wedding. And to me, that's a perfect illustration of how um, if you were, say, even wearing high heels and a structured, I think of it as the TV presented dress, you would be overdressed in that environment because the whole context of it was so low key and deliberately so. And they talked about what they wore, a significant part of what they wanted their wedding to be about. So when people say style doesn't matter, I say rubbish. Even where, you know, what they're talking about is that dress for success. If you're not wearing a suit to your wedding, you're not doing a wedding. That's, you know, that's not what we mean. Because this couple had deliberately, specifically, consciously chosen a look, and aesthetic in what they were wearing. Style mattered to them enormously. And if they had been gifted a suit and some kind of, you know, white cupid doll dress they probably wouldn't have worn it it's not what they wanted it wasn't who they were it wasn't what they how they wanted to set up their wedding their, their marriage sounds like a very isfp wedding to me <laughs> oh, it's great you know well, it's not what i wanted for my well, wedding which 22 years ago but i thought yeah awesome because it's consciously chosen yeah. you know and that's what it's all about and that's what your type of style is all about consciously chosen claiming for yourself is right for you that sense of authenticity what what does this mean for me tuning in the style input and advice that's going to help you and propel you forward tuning out the messages that are just not right for you and and that's that's what we offer with your type of style you know it's a 12 month journey 12 modules all focused on different elements of style all have an element of your style type although three of the modules specifically get into psychological type elements Uh, And we just feel it's just this wonderful package of um, discovery, content, community um, that will help you to see and experience your style in a way you never have before.
1: Yeah, so I'd love you to join us. And if you want to find out more, please head over to the 16 Style Lights website. And of course, tell us how you feel about the whole concept of overdressed and underdressed. We'd love to know your thoughts as well.
0: Thanks for listening to Inside Out Style with Imogen Lamport. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast for more actionable style and color tips. And don't forget to visit insideoutstyleblog.com where you will discover Imogen's encyclopedia of color and style advice to help you become your most stylish self. If you're enjoying what's here, please leave a review so we can bring you more of the content that helps you adore your wardrobe more so you can get up, get dressed, and get out the door looking and feeling fabulous every single day.